0: The Business Animal Podcast is proudly sponsored by WP Engine, your resource for managed WordPress hosting and keep the premier CRM software for small business. Head over to thebusinessanimal.com for the best deals on these two amazing products. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. (laughs) Welcome to the business animal. Today's subject is public relations, and here's a little-known Kim fact. I actually did public relations for two community colleges before, well, actually kind of an in-between, my college career and becoming an entrepreneur. So I don't talk a lot about my public relations experience, and I think it came as a shock to Kara when I brought this episode up.
1: It did. I feel like the things that you have done in your past are just endless. And you know, you're not that much older than me. So I feel like you've just had this expansive history uh, and endless stuff that you've done. And here I am. And you know, I've had a couple careers and, and you've had just a plethora of them. So I'm always amazed. I'm like, what? You did that too? (laughs) <laughs>
0: well, I, I think that's a function of not knowing what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I just basically went on a smorgasbord buffet of let's try it all and see what sticks to the wall. So
1: it's just giving you a great bag of tricks, too. I mean, like you've learned so much by dipping your toes in all of the different waters. You know, I just think it's such a cool thing that you bring to the table. <laughs> I love it, too. It definitely has been helpful. And I'll tell you, these
0: few years that I spent doing the public relations stuff for the community colleges. It definitely taught me a lot about how to utilize this incredible opportunity we have for what some people consider free. I don't consider it free, but basically free publicity or free marketing by utilizing public relations, which is where you're getting out into the world and making yourself known. And there's a lot of different ways to go about this. In this particular episode, we're really going to narrow in and focus focus on a unique aspect of it that I struggle with knowing how many people do not do this. So they don't even consider it a possibility, but we're going to be talking about news outlets and public relations that you're going to do in partnership with another organization or another resource that you may not have considered before. I know that like Kara, when we brought up the topic, Kara immediately thought of social media as a public relations tool. And to an extent, I agree with that, but this is not what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about PR in a little bit of a different way. So it's important to utilize this very valuable resource in your business, which is you and your business. (laughs) So our big three, let me dive into that because I'm going to get off topic. So our big three for this episode is, first of all, define your PR possibilities. What is available out there for you? What kind of outlets can you approach? What resources, what things would really work for you? And what is currently available to you? The second is to really establish what you can bring to the table. How can you serve and be part of this partnered relationship with the possibilities that you come up with in big three number one? And then finally, How do you reach out to these outlets? How do you go about taking that first step into creating the public relations that you would like to have out
1: into the world? What are your thoughts around PR? I think this can be really scary, Kim. I think it can be really scary for animal and equine pet-based business owners. I just, I think if you're a small business owner, sometimes you have a tendency to think about the work that you do and your business and the problems that you solve maybe is not being newsworthy, if that makes sense. Like you can't, it's really difficult sometimes to compete with the bigger stories that are happening in the world or even with just bigger businesses. So I know for me, sometimes it's a it's a struggle to, to really kind of flip that script and think to myself, okay, what problem am I solving? What can I share about? What part of my story would be something that's newsworthy? And I think that is what you and I are hoping is to encourage small businesses like ours to consider this an option for your business. Absolutely. It's like you said, I don't think many people take the time to actually do a lot of these things. So I'm excited to hear your take on it as someone who's worked in this field for a while. And also you know, just kind of discuss ways we've done this in the past.
0: Yeah, I want to approach what you said about it being scary or not feeling like you're newsworthy. When we take a look at what is the news really about, it's about people. And you, my friend, are a person and your business serves people. And so when we look at the bigger scheme of what is, what is newsworthy, anything that's a story about an individual is newsworthy. Because that connects us all. If we look at our base human desires, it's to be part of this larger community. It's to feel like where we fit in and to kind of assess where where we are in the bigger picture. And the news is really there to help us be part of that. And the stories of humans are often the best stories on the news because those are the ones that we can relate to. So everyone is newsworthy. Everyone is worthy of public relations and being featured on different outlets. So let's dive into that first one. Like what what the heck are we really talking about here in concrete terms? Because I know people banter around the word PR and then it's like, well, what does that really flippin mean? It means newspapers. It means podcasts. It means YouTube shows. It means morning TV shows. It means speaking engagements. It means becoming an influencer or being featured with being an influencer, featured on an influencer's program. It's guest blogging. It's a hundred different ways for you to reach an audience that another outlet has and for that outlet to bring you to their audience for enrichment and enlightenment. So what's available to you out there? I if you're in a small town, I live in a small town. <laughs> Our newspaper is still kind of important. <laughs> we still have a newspaper and the newspaper features stories, right? And my and newspaper is a small town newspaper. It's not going to put in information about the major political events taking on in the world. It's That's not its job. Its job is to serve the community that it is in. And my business is part of that community. And your business is part of the community wherever you live. So does your town have a newspaper? If you're in a big city, this is a little bit more of a difficulty. If it's in a small town, trust me, believe me, you, it's mostly Slow news days in Adrian, Missouri. <laughs> it's just. There, there's very few big news days in Adrian, Missouri. So do you have a newspaper in your...
1: to St. Saint, Saint Augustine's pretty big, isn't it? I would say we're considered a small town. We're probably... I mean, we're bigger than the, the average, like, tiny town. I don't remember what our population is, but I mean, growing by the day over here. But we do have a newspaper. We have a local newspaper, and we also have some local magazines that are in our community that are geared around community events and those types of things. So we definitely have options. One of the things that I try to think about... When when I think about PR possibilities and confidence level as small business owners, is that all of these outlets, the newspapers, the podcast, I mean, we know as podcasters, the YouTube shows, they need the content. They need it as bad as we need them to use us. They need to fill space. They need to entertain their audience. They need to be read and to be watched, whatever they're listened to. And they, and they need the content and we are content for them.
0: Absolutely. And content is hard, right? For those of you who are doing social media, you know, the day after day after day after day after day grind of coming up with something to say on your social media channels is hard. Now, imagine that if it's your only your job to be able to put out information into your community or to your your resources. We talked about newspapers as part of a local town, but there's also news sources that serve industries or communities that are outside of maybe a location-based community. So there's trade magazines. If you serve a trade audience with a product or a service, wow that's a big opportunity for you. Let's say your pet or animal-based business is building websites for dog grooming businesses. There's specific news outlets, information outlets that serve the community of dog groomers in the world. That's a place you need to have a featured story on you or you need to bring something to them that can be established. Now we're going to get more to that in the second step of this, in the second of the big three, but that's a way to think about it too. There's, industry stuff. There's communities that are are interested together. So and nothing is too big or too small. So you can approach big news outlets. And sometimes if you have a good enough story and it's a slow news day, you can find yourself on the morning cable TV talk show or even maybe something bigger than that. Or you can find yourself on a podcast that serves a certain community, featured in a magazine that serves a certain community. Magazines now are no longer just in print. They're also digital as well. Becoming a guest blogger or being able to speak at an event where your expertise is showcased to a group or an industry or a community audience. All of these are places that you should be mining as a good business person to get your business represented and to serve the community that you're serving.
1: Are you looking to bring awareness to your equine-based product or service or create a unique way for your audience to feel connected to your brand? Quality horse photos tell your story and breathe life into your marketing. They draw your customers in and create an emotional connection. Powerful images communicate your core values and highlight the benefits your product offers, ultimately proving your business is a voice your customers can trust. It's time to use dynamic images that define your small business and separate you from the rest of the herd. Fast Horse Photography's professional photo library features thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse related. Now, finding the right horse images for your website social media and marketing needs is easier than ever help your audience see that your brand offers the answers they are looking for search for the perfect images for your equine business right now spur your customers into action with fasthorsephotography.com that's fasthorsephotography.com Yeah, I really like that idea of starting, you know, you don't have to think like primetime news, but you can even think like, what is my industry? Like, what are some of the leading news outlets or places that I get information for my industry? And how can I reach out to them and provide something of value that they'd want to write about or talk about or that their viewers or listeners would want to hear about? I think start even just starting small with something in your local area or in your industry, is a great place to start. If you're like me and you get anxious about like, oh, what, what do people wanna, do they really wanna hear from me? You know, start small, start with those folks that you know are your audience and have an interest in what you're talking about.
0: Well, the truth is, is that we're talking to animal and pet-based businesses primarily in this conversation. And almost every family, almost every human has a pet in their life. Pet industry is huge. It is huge. And so you have the ability to bring in to that newspaper or that podcast or that magazine something that serves a very large number of people, which is really what they want. They're looking for things that can bring readers or viewers or participants into whatever it is that they're promoting out into the world because the more people that get in there and like it and engage with it, the happier their sponsor are going to be who pay their bills. So that's a big thing. And so you've got a lot of reasons to do this. So what do you do first? The very first thing you need to do is you need to establish what you can bring to the table. So public relationships is a partnership. It has to be beneficial to all parties. In other words, you have to get something out of it, but so does the outlet that is featuring you to their audience. In this case, what you're going to do is you're going to bring your expertise to the table and your host is going to use it to enrich their audience's experience, when you go to approach a potential PR source for you or become a source, technically you are a source and they are the outlet. But when you go to approach their outlet, you want to know ahead of time, what is it that you can do for them? Don't just go in blindly and say, I would like for your newspaper to write an article on me, or I want to be on your podcast, or, you know, have me as a guest on your YouTube show. You want to eventually ask those questions, But you want to tell them what it is that you can do for them. And I know for us as podcast hosts, one of the things that we look for when people approach us to be featured on the show is what can they bring to our audience? Like, what is it? And we're much more apt to get excited about a guest when they have a very clear idea of what they want to share with us our listeners, because it's our job as podcast hosts to make sure our listeners get the best possible information. And so that's what we're looking for from our guests. Wouldn't you agree, Kara?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, because I think you and I think about this from both sides of it, because we are actively working both sides of it, both for our small businesses, but also because we have audiences with the podcasts, both this one and Cowgirls with Cameras, that we need good content for that will help and will be entertaining for the people that are listening. So it's interesting when you think about it from both sides and I can really see the clearer picture. For me, one of the things that helps make reaching out about PR which I know we're going to talk about next. But one of the things that helps me, you know, get excited about putting myself out there and putting myself out into the world is thinking about building those relationships in advance so that I, I feel like I already have a connection before I reach out to try to get PR out into the world. So I think about things like who are those people in my industry that are writing about it or that are talking about it or doing interviews and how can I how can I connect with them in some way? You know, they're out there already routinely covering my industry. So how do I connect with them? And then that way when they're looking for a story or they're seeking ideas that maybe my business will be on the forefront of their minds when they're putting that out there. There are some people in my industry I feel like that do this really well. And because they do it really well, because they've done the work and made those connections, a lot of times they're the people that I see getting picked up to be on podcast episodes or to be featured on YouTube channels or on the networks. So I just I think that piece of it can be really big.
0: Absolutely. And that brings me to a big suggestion for people. Do your research. Know what, like when you pick an outlet, get to know that outlet. I can tell, I don't know if Kara can too, but I can tell when somebody approaches us to be a guest on the podcast and they haven't listened to our podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I I can tell by what they say. It's a huge red flag to us, right? So, you know, do your research, read it. And for all of the those years that I worked in getting things put into magazines and getting featured stories and all of that kind of stuff done for other people. It's one of those things where you really do have to pay attention to what that particular outlet has done in the past. And when you make your pitch or when you decide what you're going to bring to the table for them, you have to look at what will really benefit them and their audience. And if you don't do your research ahead of time, you're not going to know that. Knowing what hole to fill is really good, like identifying a gap in that particular outlet's coverage of something and saying, I could fit it right into that gap right there. And this would give a bigger picture to your audience. That's a huge benefit. Now, here's what I know is going to happen for you. You're going to look and go, oh my gosh, but that hole got filled by somebody else. And you've got to stop that thinking right then and there because holes can be filled in different ways. So your way may be unique. It may be a different approach it may be contradictory or adds another layer to somebody else's approach to filling that same gap. So definitely look into going ahead and filling those holes when you need to.
1: So one of the things that I think about when I'm trying to identify how like a hole could be filled or how my journey as a business owner can be beneficial to one of these outlets is I start with my story as a business owner. I don't think that any of us out there are probably gonna get a lot of PR just by being really, really good at our business or being really good at what we do. A lot of times that's not what they're looking for. It's our story that will get the attention. It's the story of how we got started Why we felt the need to be in this business, uh, focusing on the problem that we're fixing or helping with and really identifying those people out there and or animals out there that we're trying to serve and bringing the issue around that to light. So You know, and it can be something like, how do you give back to your community? And of course, what problem do you solve? But really, really thinking about that type of thing and bringing that to light is a great place to start. What do you think about that, Kim? I think that is a fantastic place to start because remember what I said at the beginning of
0: this episode, all of these outlets need to share human stories. News is news because it's about human beings. And the personal stories, the ones that are the closest to that industry, they're the ones that are going to make the biggest impact. And that's what these outlets are looking for, is they're looking to make impact. So yes, sharing your story, focusing on what's unique about you, talking about the problem that you solve, and giving back are all pieces in sharing your own personal story. And we did a whole episode on why you should share your story more here very recently. So if you haven't listened to that one, maybe go back and listen to it, because I think it is really important for people to understand. And hopefully it'll waylay a little of those, those fears that you have about reaching out to these outlets. Trust me on something. These people want to hear from you. This is not you pestering them or bugging them or asking for a freebie or a handout. This is you really stepping up to the plate for helping your community, whatever community that is that you serve. So it's almost what I would consider an obligation. <laughs> in part of your mission to be able to do this. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by BeMoreBusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E, business com. See you there.
1: And I would add that we need to be world aware, like what's happening in the world around us. And how does your little niche in this world fit into that? And how can you contribute to things that are happening in the world around us? Like a great example I like to give is when I think about like the holiday seasons, for example. So an article that I did for a local paper that was focused on the horse industry was something really simple. It was coming up on the holidays and I wrote an article, Five Ways to Photograph Your Horse Better for Your Christmas Card This Year. And it's a very simple way that I could contribute. And, you know, Kim mentioned at the very top of this episode, you know, this is not where you are selling something. And I wasn't selling something I was providing some information I was giving some tips I was putting myself out there kind of as an expert in the industry by putting that out into the world and and making it available so try to think about what you do how it relates to things that are happening in the world around you and then because remember if there's something happening people are reading about it and if you can be a voice in that in some way or connect yourself in a positive way that's a great opportunity to get picked up because if it's something that is big and outlets are wanting to write about it, they're going to be looking for stories that are related to it.
0: Absolutely. So are we ready to move on to let people know how to start this
1: process? Yeah, I think that's a good, I think we're in a good place for that.
0: Awesome. So A lot of you may be wondering, how do you actually get this to work? How do you put yourself out there for this to happen? And the best thing to do is once you've established what it is that you're going to bring to the table and you've thought about the outlets that you would like to reach out to, you can use some very traditional methods to do this. Press releases are a very traditional way for you to do it. Traditional news outlets still kind of expect those press releases. And I'm going to say kind of expect because I think they understand that when you're a small business and you are reaching out, you may not know all of the ins and outs of of how to present yourself professionally in public relations. And most small businesses are not going to hire a PR firm, right? So I think they offer you a lot of grace. So don't feel like super uncomfortable if you don't know how to write a press release. It's okay. Send an email. Or pick up the phone and call the reporter or the host. I mean, I think there are great people that approach us about being on the podcast that they don't send us any kind of like a formal offer. What they do, however, is send a heartfelt email that says, I've listened to your show. Here is what I see that I could bring to your show and to your listeners. Would you be interested in having a deeper conversation? That's all you need to do. Don't overthink this because if you get to overthinking it, you're never going to put your toe out there in the water. So don't overthink it. If what you need to do is to just simply reach out with an email to the morning TV host and say, I have this really cool business that we serve this certain audience. And I know that your listeners or your viewers would be interested in in what I have to say around this. And hey, I've got animals. And believe me, you, news outlets are really aware that the <laughs> that pets bring people to, to the to anything that they do, right? Animals are this natural attractant for humans. And trust me, that's who they're trying to get into there. A couple of tips that I do have for this. If you do want to do speaking like on a large stage basis, you're going to have to have a speaker kit. And I think we'll try to do an episode about this in the near future about how to dip your toe into speaking. It's something that I have a lot of knowledge around and I absolutely love to do. So we'll grab onto that at a at a point in the future. But more than that, it's about being a good partner in this relationship. So be aware that these places, these outlets that you're reaching out, they have deadlines that they have to meet. and those deadlines, they don't have a ton of wiggle room. So if it's a magazine or a newspaper, it's got to be in a press at a certain time and it's got to go through this whole process of designing and, and planning and all of those kind of things. So be super deadline aware. Also be aware of the fact that that many of them plan their content months or a year in advance so you need to be aware that you may not be like right on the immediate publication side of things so reach out don't don't try to time a, a reach out if you have an idea go ahead and reach out with that idea and then be be very cognizant of taking this seriously i understand for a lot of people that there's fear around it but there's also sort of this Mindset of this is a free advertising piece. And I really want to kibosh that. Take it really seriously. Be on time to your meetings. Pay attention. Listen to what the outlet is asking you to do. If they edit your stuff, you know, be conscientious about saying that's okay or whatever, whatever they ask you to do. Do it with grace and on a timely manner because believe me, they will love you for it and they will ask you to come back. And that's the best part, right? Because once you build the relationship, then you can come back again and again and again and reach that same resource. And then you become a trusted resource for whatever outlet it is. And you don't even hardly have to work. They'll be knocking on your door saying, can we feature you? Can we talk more? So yeah, be professional.
1: Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, you are a business owner and you need to represent yourself as a professional in all of your communications and their business owners as well. They're on deadlines just like you've got deadlines. So if you want to be respected and you want to be asked to do it again, you want to make sure that you take their deadlines seriously and try to work within them. So that makes a lot of sense, Kim. Good point. Now you have something here where you're talking about Helping a reporter out. Can you explain that for us? Yeah.
0: So it's basically a service, is what I guess I would call it. It's called HARO, H A R O, and that stands for Help a Reporter Out. And if you just Google that, you'll be able to find them. And they send out a daily digest of emails. So outlets and organizations like magazines, news shows, Documentaries, all kinds of things. They're always looking for experts in certain fields. And so they'll put in a request into Harrow, and then Harrow sends out a daily digest to you based upon the criteria that you say, I'm an expert in this, 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 and this. And so if anybody requests an expert in those areas, you'll get a digest from Harrow that says we're looking for this person. So it could be maybe there's a magazine, a women's magazine that wants to talk about grooming your dog, right? So they've got, you know, pet care or something is the focus of a certain article. So they'll be looking for dog groomers to talk about grooming tips, that kind of thing. So I'm not going to tell you that every single day is going to be filled up with things that would be pertinent to you. But joining Harrow or putting yourself on the list is really a good first step into starting to even understand what these news outlets are looking for and how you might be able to tailor something to fit what they have. So I suggest you go check that out. Another place that I want to mention if you're in the equine industry there's the American Horse Publications membership. So this is a place where a lot of the news and magazine and and those kind of outlets They are members of American Horse Publications, and the AHP, as it's called, has a service where they will push your press releases out to their email list so that you get seen in that area. So if you have those formal press releases and you're speaking to the equine industry, this can be a great place for you to be able to go ahead and publish those out and offer yourself up. That said, you can't just, it's its like any kind of marketing or advertising for your business. You can't just like stick it out there and think that people will just automatically do it. You oftentimes, if it's a place you want to have your stuff done, you've got to chase the person down and send the private emails and find out, you know, who's in charge of what. and Do your due diligence in getting yourself on the radar for them.
1: I would add that there's some options out there for people who want to be on podcasts as well on social media if you go onto facebook and just do a simple search podcast guesting there are multiple groups that are dedicated to finding podcast guests or being like being a podcast guest looking for podcast guests so if that's something that you think might be a good fit for your business there are a lot of great groups that are a great place to start for that too Absolutely. So one other little tool that I just want to throw out there, some of you guys may have already heard about it, but it's called Google Alerts. And I have a little like a Wikipedia definition of it here. It says Google Alerts is a content change detection and notification service that's offered by Google. The service sends emails to users when it finds new results, such as web pages, newspaper articles, blogs, research that matches the user's search term. So what that actually means is that you can go into Google Alerts, simple search on Google, go figure, will take you right to Google Alerts and you can actually set up alerts to be sent to you when something that you're interested in, like a topic or even your own name or your business's name is written about or mentioned online. So this is a really easy thing to do. I've set it up for myself. You can go in, you can type in the name of your business and add that as a search parameter. You can put your name in. You can also put in things in your industry if you want to, if anyone's writing about a particular topic, you can put that in and it'll send you directly to your email kind of a compiled list of recent articles that have come out. So it's kind of a neat way to monitor your brand's reputation if people are writing about you. And also you can monitor your competitors that way potentially as well by putting them in the search parameters. What are they up to? What are they talking about? What are other people in your industry talking about or writing about? Who are the people that are doing all the speaking? So it's not perfect. I will tell you in the time that I've been using it, sometimes the search results send me really weird things that feel really off topic but it's a computer system and they're doing the search, but it has also caught other things that I found really interesting. So it might be worth giving it a try for some folks that haven't done that yet.
0: The off topic cracks me up because when I put in Kimberly
1: Beer, can you guess what kind of results I get? (laughs) Well, my last name is Taylor Swift. So if that tells you anything, I feel it to my core. I
0: love it. I love it. Yeah, I bet you do get some Taylor Swift stuff in there. That is fascinating. Yeah, I get a lot of things about beer.
1: <laughs> so you've got to play around with it, I think. You
0: have to give it a lot more <laughs> yeah. parameters when you have something in your business name or your name that is commonly associated with something else, such as Taylor Swift and beer drinking. So before we wrap up today, I want to give you a couple of things that I consider red flags in, in public relations. And the biggest one, is when a magazine or an outlet asks you to pay to be a featured story. Paid PR is not public relations. It's an ad. <laughs> so I don't say that there's anything wrong with purchasing this. I also say that it's not really public relations, which is not what we were talking about today. So just be aware of when you do this, that there there are sometimes repercussions. News outlets are always hurting for money. And so a lot of times they do offer this ahead. And if you just decline and say no, they'll come back with a different offer, right? Because they're always looking for more advertisers. That's That's their paycheck. I don't think there's as much of a stigma to this as there once was, but I would still consider it a red flag. And I would really question whether or not It is an appropriate source for you if they're asking for money in exchange for them either writing about you or publishing something that you've written. And I would take that really, really seriously as something I would not step forward, at least without a lot of thought around it. And by the way, it it may be come in a package of something like if you buy 10 ads, we'll do an article on you. And that's a little sketchy, too. I think you have to weigh those things situationally to know. The other thing is that I would bring up as a red flag is if you have a reporter or an interviewer who asks you to state some things specifically, especially that you don't 100% agree with, I would decidedly have some pushback against that. So that's another red flag that I would say you need to, to take a deeper look at.
1: Those are some really good points, Kim. I hadn't even thought about that in terms of you know, the PR work. So that's a really, really great thing because I've definitely had magazines reach out to me and also news outlets, just local news outlets reach out to me trying to get me to pay to be in the publication. And there was just something that felt kind of icky about it. So I could see it being a great thing if you want to pay for advertising, but I understand what you're saying about it not being PR. So I think that brings us to a really good place to wrap us up for today. So just to recap our big three, First of all, just spend some time learning about what the PR possibilities in your community already are, or even in your industry are. So start looking for things like newspapers, podcast opportunities, magazines, YouTube shows, all of those things that are out there that you might be interested in participating with. Think about all the things that you can bring to the table. You know, where can you educate? Where can you share your expertise? Where can you have really great conversation topics that the folks out there that want to you know, learn about you, but also the folks out there that are accessing those outlets that they might find entertaining. And third, actually work up the courage to reach out to those outlets. For me, I was always super nervous. So hopefully talking through some of this today and giving you guys some ideas will give you guys some new options around creating some PR for your business. So I think that's it for us today. Just a reminder, we are on social media at The Business Animal on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear from you guys. can be really quiet over there sometimes so come hang out let us know what you think about the show if you haven't already rated and reviewed please do that on the listening app of your choice this really does help us out it helps the show get listened to by other folks so thank you so much thanks for listening to this episode of the business animal be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and if you learned
0: something today leave us a review to learn more find us at the businessanimal.com. we'd love to hear from you Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.